All right. God bless you, brothers and sisters. My name is Elvin Pizarro, and you are listening to... Radio Restauración. Radio Restoration has been brought to you by the Church of Restoration, located at 5720 Taylor Avenue, Eight Mile Pleasant, Wisconsin, USA. Pastor Amilka and Mayra Caldona. God bless you, brothers and sisters. We have a special guest today, and I'm very excited to have this guest with us today. Is Pastor Marta Maria Vargas. God bless you, Amen. Pastor. God bless you, brother. It's, it's a real blessing to have you here, sister. Uh, it, it's very rare, very rare for us to, to have a, a person of your position to come onto this podcast. And we are very humbled and very blessed to have you here, sister. And I know by having you here, God is going to talk to somebody. Amen. It could be one person. It might be a million people. Amen. But I know through the, my, it's my faith that through this recording, God is going to work in somebody's life. Amen. Amen. I feel it and I know. And the reason I know, sister, is because, let me tell you something, the devil is really, really mad today. Oh, really yes. Really mad today. And I, and I felt it on the way here. He was really upset with me, really upset with this project, really upset with everything. So he tried everything to stop this today. But you know what? We're making this happen. Amen. We're, we're more than victory. Amen, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Pastor, so um, let's start off with a prayer. Is that okay? Can you amen. lead us in prayer today? Uh, yes. Amen. We'll amen. Let us go and pray in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for everything you've done for us in this moment that we're going to give my testimony. Father God, touch the hearts yeah. of the lost people person that they need you lord jesus yes lord. that whatever i speak may may i speak it through the holy spirit of yours lord jesus and touch the hearts father god bless this radio station lord jesus bless everybody that's going to hear this testimony because you have delivered me from sin you have delivered me from alcohol from addiction and i just thank you lord jesus for everything you did Amen. And you keep on doing, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. And I pray that you touch that last person, the last lady that needs you right now, the last man, the child that is without parents. Touch their heart, Father yes, God. Yes, May Lord. they come to repentance and find you. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord. Thank you. Amen, Jesus. Amen. Pastor, again, I really appreciate you being here. And um, I, I know it takes a lot of strength um, for a person of, of your stature to uh, really come onto this recording and uh, share such intimate details of their past. I, I know it takes a lot for a person to do that. Um, but I know that God brought us, brought us together to do this project for a reason. Amen. And, and, and I feel it. And I know that the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to work today. It's going to work like he does all the time. Um, but pastor, let me, let me ask you a few questions. Amen. Um, I, I really want the viewers um, to know who, Marta Vargas was. Amen. And Marta Vargas is today. So if you could please let us know something, uh, tell us about you. Tell us, um, first of all, let's, let's talk about uh, your church. You're, you're a pastor of a church. Yes. Um, can you talk about your church? Me and my husband, pastor in Quinocha, Wisconsin, Rios de Agua Viva, 626 56th Street. I've been pastoring for, this, for the past 17 years. And uh, by Amen. the glory of God, we've been there struggling and fighting the enemy and saving souls amen i just thank the lord because god that's what god brought me here today to give my testimony amen 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 pastor i can only imagine the i i i i, I don't know if, if i if i'm saying this correctly but sometimes when when people have callings to be a pastor i thank god 
that he didn't put me in that position because <laughs> I, I see the struggles that pastors go through. Mm-hmm. I see the struggles my own pastor goes through. And I, I don't know if something that's something that I can bear, me as an individual. So I can only imagine the the, the struggles that you have to go through on a day-to-day basis in, in, in such a, a, a position of responsibility. Amen. Um, do you, what, what type of things, without getting specific, obviously, what, what are some of the things that you have, have to struggle with, with with such a position like that? Um, well, we have to really ha- hold on to Jesus' hand no matter what we're going through, especially because we live, we have our church in downtown. There's a lot of people just sometimes go in and they're mean and they start yelling for no reason and we have to have patience and somebody would talk to them and sit them down. And then uh, we go to struggler, spiritual and physical in our lives. I mean, because the enemy always wants to attack us. He wants to bring us the past, but we know that Jesus forgave our past. We got to live in the future. That's what Jesus wants us. Amen. Amen. So your your church is almost like an open door church where anybody can come in. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. I know a lot of pastors don't like to do that because just because of what, what you just said, you know, it's such a struggle. Sometimes you have to deal with different personalities coming in and you have to deal with that. And I know that sometimes that could be a real burden, but I know God has your back amen. on this. Amen. Amen. Pastor, let, now let's get right into it. I, I want people to really understand who you were. And I really want people to understand where God brought you from. So I want to ask you about your childhood growing up. Um, Can you tell us more about how, how was your upbringing? My upbringing was my parents were pastors. But um, when you're young, you really don't want to, you want to have freedom. You don't want to be always in church. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, my dad raised us. He was a strong man. He straight, um, we won't go to church. He will punish us big time. (laughs) But then as we started growing, um, a lot of things happened in my life. I was sexually abused when I was a little girl. Uh, It took me 42 years to forgive that person, even though I was still safe, but I needed to forgive him. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just thank the Lord because... He gave me just wonderful parents that they never gave up on us. Amen. Amen. Even though the way we were raised in Christian life doesn't mean that we're Christian. We need a personal savior in our hearts. A lot of people these days, just because they go to church with their parents, some kids think that they're saved, but they're not. They need that personal contact with Jesus. And that's what's happening to me as I was growing up. My parents, they showed me love. They showed me the word of God. But you know, when you're outside with your friends, you'd rather pick your friends than your parents. Amen. Amen. And sister, were, were you born and raised here in Wisconsin? I was um, born in Kenocha, but raised in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Amen. Okay. Beautiful state. Yes, Beautiful it state. is. Pastor, uh, I know that, it, and a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but I know that being um, a son or, or daughter of a pastor of, especially you have a, you said you had a, a your mother and your father were pastors. My, my dad was, your pastor. dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. The, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the enemy likes to attack those the most. Amen. Is, That's is, true. is that a fair statement? Yeah, it is okay. because he has been attacking me with my sons. Now I face it with my three boys that I have. 
Right. Because, I mean, the, 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 the enemy, it's pointless for him to kind of attack somebody who's already in the world. He's already being attacked every day. Amen. But a person of the cloth, that's uh, that's when he really, really attacks. So oh, I can yes. only imagine your upbringing Amen. and uh, some of the things you have to experience. Now, you're, you're, you said your parents had to make you come to church? Yeah, they were forces back then. It was like, not like today that they put you in jail if they hit you. Yeah, right. Oh, I know. Especially <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm 57 years old, so it's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. That's all Latino parents. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thank God for those um, whip that I got because it made me understand in the long run that my dad wanted the best for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? What are, what are some? Are your parents still alive today? No, they're in heaven already. Amen. God, amen. What What are some of the things? And, and I just want to kind of touch on your parents a little bit. What are some of the things that you can remember? And you and you being a pastor now, that you take from your father from his experience of being a pastor from from my father i take that he never gave up he could preach to one people like if there was millions of people amen amen he never gave up amen and my mother too my mother showed me to be faithful to the end because she had cancer and she would still go to church and sit down and pray mm -hmm. she never gave up and that's what makes me happy that's what encouraged me to preach and teach to others that god didn't, he has power Amen. that Jesus is the only one who could change the person the way I was because Amen. I'm going to be speaking and God has done a lot of miracles in my life and Amen. he could do it to everyone that wants him in his, their heart. Amen. 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 That's totally truth, sister. Um, when, when you were growing up, what were some of the, the, the friends that you had? What, what kind of influence were they in your life? They were bad. Yeah. Because we were raising in San Antonio, Texas, and there's a lot of gangbangers over oh, yeah. there. So, oh, yeah. um, at the house, I was a little angel, all of us. Mm -hmm. But when we were outside, we had little gangs. Mm -hmm. So I was growing up with gangs without my parents knowing. Mm -hmm. And it was tough for me because, you know, because you're in a home, a holy home that you cannot swear, you cannot reveal, you cannot get mad or yell. Yeah. But sometimes that will happen and... Yeah, yeah. What What are some of the things, sister, in... in Feel free to talk about this if you'd like. Uh, some of the things that were kind of a bad influence growing up that had such a, a great effect in your life. Some of the bad influence, um, having friends that do drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I saw that they had a lot of freedom. I thought they had a lot of freedom back then because I see them that they could go out and do their stuff. And I wasn't mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of my dad, but I didn't understand what I understand now. You know? Yeah, yeah. Were, were you were you ever experiencing with drugs and alcohol? Oh yes. Yeah. What age did you did you begin? I be I began uh, doing um, drugs at the age of twenty six when my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it's that is that the the underlying factor of why you decided or why you started doing drugs because because the passing of your your be father? Yeah, because of the passing of my father. Uh, like I talked to you on the phone, I said. Um, I know it's not normal to say this or regular thing, but I hated God when my dad passed away because I would see my dad pray for the sick people, people that were dying, and they would get up from the bed. And I said, how come you didn't do that to my dad? Mm -hmm. So I had something against God for eight years, and I went I went terrible, brother. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel about that now? I feel, oh, I just, right now, I thank the Lord because he has saved me from from hell. I could say I was leaving the hell. Mm -hmm. I was leaving my life. I had, was doing drug addict. I was drinking. 
I was I weighed in ninety three pounds, brother. Yeah, yeah. I was really skinny. Yeah, I, I don't think I've asked you this, but do you have siblings? Yes. Yeah. How many do you have? We're seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not surprised. Who? who uh, we had a brother recently, uh, uh, Esteban Cruz. He's my brother. That's your brother. <laughs> yeah, he's my brother. We're the Cruz family. Yeah. Okay, because he, he when he told me that he had seventeen brothers and sisters, I couldn't believe it. And I'm thinking, wow, do you have seventeen also? Okay, you guys are related. You guys are. Okay, that's your brother. See, praise God, see. Okay, okay. So now this is all making sense to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for, for those who've listened to our brother Stevan Screw's uh, podcast, you can uh, I'll put a link on the bottom of this uh, video so you can listen to his podcast as well. So now I'm real. I'm learning that we're talking to his, his sister. All right. So Stevan, when he when he was here, he really didn't. He talked more, mostly about him, obviously. Amen. Um, so I'm glad you're here because um, when I asked him about his uh, siblings, he really didn't get much into it. So. I want to I want to kind of ask you, were you kind of in the same uh, sphere as he was? Were you doing the same things he was doing? Yeah. Yeah. Me and he would party a lot. Me and a couple of brother and sister would party, gather in the sister house and do all the stuff that we had to do. Mm -hmm. But my brother, Steve, really started really younger than me. Yeah. 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 And um, I just think the Lord that God changed him because now I'm his pastor. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, your other brothers and uh, sisters, were, were they kind of involved in the same thing you were? Some of them were. Yeah, yeah. Some of them weren't. They weren't. The, the ones that weren't, were they more like uh, church-going brothers and sisters? or? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were going to church with my dad. Yeah. Let me ask you, well, how are their lives now? Um, some of them are still strong in the faith, but some of them, half of my family are still into drugs and yeah. alcohol. Yeah. We, they try to go to church. They go to church once in a great while and try to change, but I tell them that's not going to change. They got to surrender everything to that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Because, you know, just one sermon ain't going to change you. You need to surrender and accept everything that God wants to speak to your yeah. heart. Yeah. Amen. Uh, sister, going back to, to your parents, uh, can you tell us what kind of influence was your, your mother in your life? Oh, well, my mother was a. Uh, a prayer warrior, a faithful lady, uh, honest, respectful for my dad. Um, it's hard to find those ladies. And I just thank the Lord because um, my husband always tells me I can't believe it. Because, brother, when I got married to my husband, uh, I came with three boys that were not his kids. And I come from a background that I didn't let men boss me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when i gave my life to jesus i had to surrender that yeah yes. <laughs> that's i, I know <laughs> that, it was hard but yeah god gave me the victory yeah man amen and uh how many, how many children do you, do you have any children now of your own i have three three and they're strong in the faith uh nope because when i gave my life they're already in their mean teens mm, okay. i have one that's in prison he's facing uh 20 years in prison. 20 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are they there? Are they all in Wisconsin? There are no doubts. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Wow. Pastor, as, as a, as a pastor, how do you, how can I say this? When you think about your children and in the path that they chose in their lives, how does that affect you? And how does that affect your, 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 your ability to, to pastor or to minister? I know sometimes the enemy tells you, why are you preaching and teaching when your kids are not changing? But then I realized that's the way I was when my dad used to preach and teach and he never gave up. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I still, my, my sons, for the glory of God, they're changing little by little. Mm -hmm. But I thank the Lord because um, 
I was a mean mom to them. I was really harsh with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor, let, let, let's let's um, focus on on your childhood and your your, your upbringing. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that when you think about now, you think, "Wow, I can't believe that God saved me from that." Um, I'm. I just think about my childhood, and I said, "I can't believe I couldn't change back then." Mm-hmm. Why? But now I understand that God had a purpose in the day that he was going to save me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, how come God couldn't do it back then and he's doing it now? Well, it was on God's time, not on my time. You know what I mean? And I was raised as a Christian, but I was not a Christian. Mm-hmm. I needed to accept. I needed to recognize my Savior, my personal Savior. You know what I mean? Amen. And Amen. growing up and doing my crazy little things, it was not bringing nothing good to the house. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was, it was pretty tough, sister. Mm-hmm. Um, sister, I, I want you to kind of tell us, when did you make the decision? And I, and I really want you to really explain it to us, okay? Okay. It was 1999, September. August the 31st is, is my birthday, and it was September the 2nd. Um, I tried to take a life away. I was high on cocaine, and I was all messed up on drugs and alcohol. And that person tried to sexually abuse me, and I wouldn't let him, and I ran him over five times. I tried to take his life away. So I ended up in jail, and I was facing 42 years in prison. And I went, like I said, I went through hell when I was in jail. But I just thank the Lord because when the enemy thinks that there's no hope, there is hope in Jesus Christ. And I ended up in jail. I party was a weekend. I party a lot and I didn't even know. And I just, that guy tried to grab me and I said no. And then I just ran him over. And by the time I knew, I was already in jail. Uh, they were already handcuffing me and this and that. The cop pushed me and threw me on the floor and hit me with the things that they have in their hands because I think I was pretty messed up. I didn't want them to cough me. But anyways, um, I thank the Lord for that day that it happened because if it never happened, I would have never accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. But then within three days, I, I was going out with the permission of my husband. I asked him, I was going out with this truck driver. He was going to get me out Monday because he had money. And I told him, okay, just come and get me out. They were asking for more than 40000 And um, I had a lot of lovers in the past. And he was one of them. And I asked him, you know what, just get me out of here. And I'll go with you wherever you want to. But you know what, brother? It was it was Sunday night, like in the morning at one o'clock from going to Monday. I had a dream. I had a dream. And Jesus came and I was left. And I was crying and I was telling Jesus why. Jesus said, I heard a voice saying, Marta, Marta, you never wanted to listen to me. So to hell you're going directly. And I got up, and I saw that we were all locked up, me and the other ladies. And I started screaming. I said, no, Jesus, forgive my sins. Forgive me. I accept you. I accept you. 
And I started speaking in tongues and the guards came and hit me because they didn't understand what I was saying. They thought I was loca, crazy. But that's, that's when I felt the Holy Spirit because, brother, I was going to tell you that when my dad passed away, I felt like something got a hold of me and something took something out of me. And I think I had, back then, I've, I had the presence of God. And then um, that moment when uh, my dad passed away, I felt like I, I was empty inside. I needed to feel that emptiness in my heart. And that's why I'm telling you today, brother or sister or friend, wherever you are, you feel lost. You feel like there's no hope. There is hope because Jesus loves you. Jesus came and died on the cross to give you freedom, freedom from your own self. Yes, Lord. And that was me. And that's how I accept Jesus when I was facing it. I was going to courts and the guy was dying. And they say, if the guy died, you're going to prison for 42 years because you really ran him over five times. And everybody, the church, my brother was a pastor. He's in heaven already too. Jesse Cruz Sr., um, he was uh, praying and he will go visit me, him and my mom. I'll tell you one thing, brother. When you end up in jail, there's no friends. There's no friends, no lover, not even husband or wife. Amen. Because I was married back then. The only person that's in there is Jesus and your mom and your father if they're alive. Because everybody will leave you. Amen. Amen. And yes, brother, like I said, when I gave my life to Jesus, everything changed in my life. My boys were gangbangers. They had guns. My boys, they were they're they were teenagers, and I was teaching my boys how to shoot, how to kill, how to steal, because that was my life. And today I want to tell everybody this, this in the gang, that you think you cannot get out. Yes, you can. Jesus loves you. He came to save you. He came to redeem you. He came to give you the victory over, like I said, over yourself. Because we blame the enemy, but it's ourselves that we got to surrender to Jesus. Jesus says that you're free in him, and I believe it. And I accept Jesus as my personal Savior. And then I started going to courts, and they were giving more ears because of everything I was doing. And God did a miracle. God did a big miracle in my life. He changed me complete. And I just did one year for the glory of God. Amen. One year I did. And a lot of people were saying, I can't believe it. And I said, it's God, it's not me. But you know, brother, that year that I was locked up, I was getting closer to Jesus every single second that I could. Because I know if I would have got out that Monday when that person was going to go get me out, I would have still never recognized my Jesus as my Savior. But I thank the Lord that that night he made me dream about him leaving me behind. And I just thank the Lord because ever since... I've been serving God for the past 23 years, and I'm just grateful to the Lord every single day. The enemy has brought a lot of stuff over me. I've been facing cancer. I've been facing a lot of kinds of disease, but God gives me the victory. I'm not by myself. 
And that's the thing that I want to share to other people. The persons that need Jesus, you think you're lost, you're by yourself, but the word of God says that those that feel lost, that they don't have nothing, Jesus is there to give you the strength, amen, to help you, amen. Amen, amen. So, so the breaking point for you, sister, was when, when, you, when you went to, to jail, sister, you said you got closer to God every day. Well, what happened in jail? What happened in jail? Oh, my Lord. What did not happen in jail? Because back then, before I ended up in jail, I used to fight a lot in the bars. I used to fight the ladies, whatever came to me. I said, I used to say, you better kill me because when I get up, if I'm not dead, I'm going to come and hunt you. And I will do that, mm -hmm. brother. Mm -hmm. I will carry a gun and I will do crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was locked up, I faced a lot of ladies that I beat up on the street. And... Um, that ain't nothing. The guy that I ran over, his aunt started to work as a guard. And she went up to me and she said, I'm going to make your life miserable like you don't know. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, I was already safe when she said that. Mm. And the thing is, everything turned around. Yeah. I said, God, I'm in your hand. And then the ladies that were locked up with me, they were scared of me. They said, no, because you're going to beat me up. I said, no, I'm a different person. Yeah. I started teaching and preaching in jail. Amen. 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 Thank Jesus for that. The the dream that you had, sister, do you would you say that was the the turnaround point? Yes. In your life? Yes, it can, was. Can you tell us about that dream? The dream is um I was sleeping um in my well, I was locked up in the cell. And I it was like one in the morning. I was just dreaming. Uh I saw a lot of white clouds and all of a sudden I started seeing darkness and evil spirits that were grabbing my legs. I started seeing them and I started screaming and screaming and I heard that voice saying, Marta, Marta, in Spanish, Martha, Martha, white, you never listen to me. You're going straight to hell for not accepting me. And then that's when I woke up screaming and shouting. And I start asking Jesus to forgive my sins because I needed that. I needed to hit bottoms in order to understand that Jesus loved me. He was always there for me. He never abandoned me. The thing is, I abandoned him. I abandoned my Savior, the only one that could have saved me from destruction because I was destroying my body. I was doing drugs for months. I would never sleep. I would leave my kids with my mom and never see my kids for months because the drugs had me bonded. But I thank the Lord when I gave my life to Jesus. Rather, when I gave my life to Jesus, my pants would not fit me when I got out of jail because I was gaining weight. Amen. Yeah. 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 But God is an awesome God, so don't give up on Jesus, whoever you're hearing me right there. Trust in the Lord. He's there to help you. You're not by yourself. If you've been sexual abused in the long time run, ask Jesus to forgive them. Forgive that person so you can live free in your heart. Forgive. If you don't forgive, you can't live free. Amen. Just let me ask you, what after you had that dream, how... What happened after that in, in your life? What what significant difference did that have in your life? That had a big impact in my life because 
I started speaking, like I said, in tongues and the guards started, uh, everybody thought I was crazy. I was insane because I was speaking words that nobody knew. And I know it was the Holy Spirit because I accept Jesus at that moment. And uh, like I said, the guards came and started hitting me because they thought I was crazy, but I couldn't get out of it because I was in the presence of God. I was asking them to forgive me. And that dream made me to surrender to Jesus 100%. I've been serving the Lord for 23 years, and I never have backed up, brother. I've been facing tribulation, temptation. I remember when I got out of jail, it was hard for me to go around the block where there was bars because I felt like my flesh wanted to go in there. But I started praying and fasting and fasting. That's the only thing that got me through, brother. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Sister, with 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 such a, a a hard past, how how do you believe? And I want to talk about the the Marta today. No man. How did your past have? Uh, how I guess what I'm trying to ask you is how how do you use your past to help you in your ministry now? I help a lot of young girls with my testimony because I was young back then when I got sexual abuse. And then when I started doing drugs, I started drinking young. But yeah. when I started doing cocaine, I was under 26 years old. But yeah, I help a lot of young girls. And a lot of young girls have gave their life to Jesus with the testimony, brother. Amen. Amen. Sister, I, I want you to kind of take the floor now. And I, I really want you to, because I know, I know that there are many, many, and especially, especially women mm -hmm. that, that went through the same thing that you're going through or that you went through. What can you say to them? They're listening right now. Okay, brother. Sister, I want to tell you right now, like I always say, don't let your past steal your future. Because if we live in the past and all those hurts and everything that they have done to us, that we can't trust no more men. So we're trying to look for love in a different places instead of looking in Jesus. That was me. I was looking for love in different men's. I had a lot of different men's when I ended up in jail. And no man came and visited me. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus loves you. You're not by yourself. He's there to give you the victory over yourself. That's what I said is yourself is killing you. You're killing yourself. I know you probably said I will never change. I can never change. This was me. I, I always used to say, the enemy used to say it, you will never change. You're going to dry in the pipe. You're going to die right there using drugs. I will wake up, puke all over. I will eat my own puke. That's the way the enemy had me. The enemy had me. I will sell my body for drugs. But you know what? Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You're not by yourself. You're a beautiful pearl for God's eyes. Jesus gave his life for you in order for us to be free in this world. You don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to live in the past. Whatever hurts you, whatever you're going through, Jesus loves you. He's promised to, to guide you with his Holy Spirit. He's promised to clean you and make you beautiful like you are. 
Jesus loves you, sister. Don't give up on Jesus. If your parents were pastors, don't think the enemy, they're not here no more. Don't say, oh, my mom, my dad are not here who's praying for me. Those prayers are still working because that's the prayers that work through faith. And that's what got me here today to testify that there's power in a living Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus will redeem you. Jesus will help you. You're not by yourself, young lady. You think they're selling your body with drugs and everything is okay, but it's not in the long run. It's going to hurt your body. And you are beautiful. You don't need those men to lie to you. They give you money to be with them. You need Jesus that doesn't ask for nothing. He just wants you to accept him as your personal savior. Don't give up. Don't give up be strong fight for your children because they need you right now i don't know if you're a single mom and you got kids and they're driving you crazy and you're saying i can't handle them no more because that was me i was growing up my boys i had three sons and they were all young kids and i was showing them all the bad things but I thank the Lord that he's changed me. Now I could change, I could teach my boys and they're really grateful to God because they said, mom, I can't believe that there is a God that could change a person because God changed me for a better woman that I am. And Jesus loves you, sister. You're not by yourself. The word of God says, if we confess our sins, Jesus is justice to clean us, to purify us. How You probably say, how can I be clean from this drug, from this heroin? How can I be clean from this addiction? Jesus loves you. This lady that's speaking to you, I weighed 95 pounds. I was skin and bones. And Jesus gave me life forever. And I just thank the Lord because I know he's there to help you. You're not by yourself yourself sister fight fight you're not by yourself look for a local church that's there look for a church where they preach and teach the word of jesus christ that he could heal you and clean you sister maybe you're saying i don't want to go to church i don't want to go to church because those people some people i understand because i faced through that when i started going to church people from the old church were uh he, they were talking bad about me they were saying that god could not change me but when god changed me you know what sisters when God changed me he changed me for the better a lot of people were bets there was a lot of bets over me saying that I was gonna lose the bet you know what and then God blessed me with my husband my husband started visiting me when I was locked up he was my friend and he became my boyfriend and he became my husband we'd be married for 20 years and I just thank the Lord because when I was out there, when I ended up in jail, I thought I was never gonna fall in love with a man because the men were just hurting me, abusing me, using me, doing all kinds of crazy stuff to my body. But I just thank the Lord because when God gave me my husband, he blessed me with him. And now we serve the Lord. We're pastor at church in Kinocha, and we love everybody that comes. We try to teach and preach the truth of Jesus Christ. We cannot hype what Jesus wants to bless the people. Amen. 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 Sister, tell us how do you, for the, for the people, not only for the women, but for the men also that are, are going through something similar. Um, let me ask you, how do you, forgive yourself or how do you kind of uh make peace with what happened with you in the past you need to make peace because once you read the word of god brother it says that the word of god cleans us as amen. we read in it right amen 
And uh, I remember that I have a lot of hatred in my heart. Like I said, I gave my life to Jesus, but there needed to be uh, working in my heart because I'm telling you the truth. You cannot be Christian overnight. I'm serious. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. Mm -hmm. It's a walk with Jesus. And when you start walking with Jesus, feeding yourself with the Holy Spirit and the word of God in your life, that transform you little by little every day. And I thank the Lord because it took a lot of years for me to change. Like I was saying earlier, I, I was a lady that didn't care too much for men's. I mean, I, I did not respect men's at all. I'm serious. And being a Tejana, they said that the Tejana ladies, they like to bust the men's. I don't know. But I just thank the Lord that God changed that in my life. Brother. Amen. Amen. For, for, for those who are going through this right now, sister, and, and they're looking for an outlet, they're looking for a way to get closer to God, do they have to wait for a dream for that to happen? No, you don't have to wait for a dream because maybe the dream will never come. You know, God talked to me through a dream. Some people get talked by just sitting there or somebody invites you to church. But that's the way God wanted to speak to me. I said, God talked to me that moment because I was going to get out the next day, brother. And what was going to happen to my soul? Mm-hmm. And God thought, this lady's coming out. She ain't never going to look for me. This is the time that I need to speak to her. You know what I mean? And, and it happens to men and women. God loves everybody. But uh, like I said, I always have a ministry for women. But for men too, you're not by yourself. You think the ladies are just using you and abusing you. But Jesus loves you too, brother. Amen. You have to give up. Amen. Amen. Sister, I, I really want to thank you again for doing this, sister. Let me give you the, the, the final word. Amen. Um, what else would you like to share with us? I'd like to share that um, Jesus loves you. Don't give up. The enemy wants to steal your future Amen. with our past. Mm-hmm. That's what he brings all the time. He brings your past. He said, hey, look at the way you were. Yes. Look at that way you were, how you can be preaching and teaching. And you know what? You got to bring the enemy, his future. He's going to hell directly to hell and burn. Amen. <laughs> That's Amen. what I always use the enemy, brother. But I want to tell everybody that Jesus loves you. You don't have, you're not by yourself. You're not by yourself. The enemy things makes you think that you're by yourself, that nobody's there to help you in addiction that you are, abuse relationship that you are. Jesus is there to help you. You don't have to be hiding, being, feeling like you're never going to grow nothing. You're never going to be nothing. Look at sister. Now I'm a pastor, brother. And I just thank the Lord because I've been a pastor for 17 years when I thought I was never be a pastor. And I remember the time that I was going out with my husband. My husband said, what do you want to do in the future? And I said, you know what? I'm here to fight a battle, spiritual battle. And I don't care who am I going to take down, but it's the enemy that's going to come down. Amen. I think that's one of the biggest uh, uh, struggles that people have, especially when they have a past like that, is that the enemy always brings it up. Oh, yes. Always brings it up. And and, and I have experienced it in my own life, too. Mm-hmm. And how when I try to move forward, the enemy always reminds me, reminds me that I had a bad past and, and, and that kind of sets me back a little bit and me as, as a, as a, a flesh, as, as it, 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 what, what type of battle is this that we're fighting? We're fighting a spiritual battle, brother. Amen. And it's a spiritual and the flesh will always want whatever, it, it, whatever makes it happy. Amen. 
Amen. But I'm telling you, only the word of God gave me the strength to overcome. Amen. Yes. There's yes. got to be obedience and be faithful to God, brother. Amen. Yes. And a lot of people say, oh, no, Jesus is not coming. Jesus is not coming. What happened to death come? Where, where's your soul going? So you always got to be prepared at all times. Yes. Like I was prepared all time to go dance, to go drink, to go get wasted. Now I'm prepared to share the word of God wherever I go, brother. Yes. yes. I tell you, so, Pastor, it, it takes a lot. And I'm listening to your testimony and, and I'm thinking, why can't more people really share their past? Because they're afraid, because they have trust people, and those people have been abusing them with their own testimony because it happened to me. When I started sharing my testimony, a lot of people were like, oh, that's nasty what you did. Instead of helping me, brother, and they were brothers of Christ, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. I would say that they were so-called Christians, but yeah, yeah, they will bring you down. And yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. But I think I had to go through there in order for other people that are following me right now that I teach and preach the word of God in our church, I have to tell them I went through that battle. Yeah. And you're more than conquer. You just got to fight it. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, why are people are like, you don't come. When you come to church, don't look at the person. Look for Jesus. Yes. That's the one to save you. No, persons do not save you. It's Jesus Christ, brother. Yes. Amen. And, and sister, I, I tell you, the, the Holy Spirit moves in amazing ways. And, and it's moving right now. And uh, sister, what else would you like to, to, to share? I, I see that you brought some verses. I brought a lot of verses because these verses helped me a lot when I was locked up, brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> when I was locked up, uh, everybody, um, I, I was locked up with women that I beat up in the street. And that I sent them to the hospital, almost dead. And um, I went through a lot of tribulation, temptation, because I wanted to beat them up. My flesh wanted to beat them up. And then I said, no, but I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, this girl came up to me and said, oh, now let me see you beat me up. And I said, you know what? I ain't going to beat you up. You can do whatever you want to me because I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm facing too many years to get more years. Yeah. Yeah. So these were the words. Uh, one of them was, I could do all things to Jesus. It strengthened me. Amen. And it's Philippians 4.13. And that's the ones that I was writing, brother. I started writing a lot of journals when I was locked up, when I never wrote nothing. And I remember one time God gave me a dream about me baptizing people. And I was like, well, in the world, am I going to do that? Yeah. Well, now I've been doing it for the past 17 Amen. years. We've been baptizing persons and I'm my souls to the Lord. And I thank the Lord because and this one was the other one. It says, if God is with me, who could be against me? Romans 8.31. Because I remember when those ladies would say, come on, I want to beat you. They wanted to choke me. And one time when I was sleeping in the bed because the cells were open, they were trying to kill me when I was sleeping. I was like, oh, my goodness. It, it was terrible. For me not to raise up my hand, brother, that was Jesus in me. Amen. Amen. And I had to read all these verses. I wrote them down because I know, uh, like you were saying, I get a little flies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for seven more than 20 years, brother, preaching and teaching the word of God. 23 years because I gave my life 1999. Yeah. And um, sometimes I just bring them up because they help me. They mm -hmm. encourage me more. The word of God gives me strength. And then it says this one. I love this one. It says, for the son of man came to seek and save what was lost. So if yes. you think you're lost, he comes. Jesus comes. It says on Luke 19, 10. 
And then I said this one, John 8, 32 says, then you know the truth and the truth will send you free. Amen. Yes. And the truth, when I started reading the word of God, uh, I was, brother, I was with ladies that were facing 90 years in prison because they killed their husband. One of them, um, she abused her nephew and killed him in the bathroom. And I was preaching and teaching to those ladies, you're not going to understand. Some of them came out earlier than me. They were like, what's going on? And I started fasting and they were fasting with me yeah. and everybody was looking at us. The guards were like, I don't know what's going on in the cell, but something's going on. I said, it's the power of God, sister. Amen. Amen. And uh, all these words, I share them there that day. And I want to share them with you. It says, without Jesus, we cannot do nothing. Amen. Without yes. Jesus, we're nobody. And I want you to understand that Jesus loves you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, no matter what color, fat, skinny, white, short, tall, Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. Yes. And I, I want to share a little bit more and then I'll be reading if you want me Amen. to pray. Amen. Amen. And then this says, this one was one of my favorites too. Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there's a way that seems right for men, but at the end is death. That's right. Yes. And that was going out with me. I thought everything was okay. I was so pretty and everything. And everybody wanted Marta. All the guys would say, ooh, that's a pretty lady. But it was the enemy bringing me down. But yes. I just thank the Lord that he has healed me, brother. Yes. I, was, I looked older back then than when I look right now. And I just thank the Lord because God has healed me. Yeah. And it says yeah. this one is, I leave you with this one, brother and sister. It says, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come to me, all you that are tired and worried. Well, I will give you rest for your soul too. Yes. Let yes. Jesus give you the rest that you need, brother and sister, friend. Yes. Give it to Jesus. No matter what you're going, you're an alcoholic, drug addict. You're being abused, or you're abuser. Maybe you're the abuser. Maybe you're the one abusing kids, woman. Yes, but Jesus loves you." Jesus came for you. He changed Apostle Paul. He could change your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank Hallelujah. Yes. Sister, tell us about your ministry now. My ministry now, um, I thank the Lord because we have um, four, we're going into four ministries in Mexico. Wow, really? Yeah, praise God. So your, your church is expanding? It's expanding Mexico? in Mexico, yeah. Wow, There's okay. If, if somebody wants to get a hold of you in your church, how would they go about that? Um, you could uh, call me, give you the phone number. Mm -hmm. It's 262-945-5181. 262-945-5181. You could leave a message and nobody answer. But um, you could... Uh, I love to share my testimony and I love to pray for people a lot. Amen. Amen. If anyone that's listening to this, that really experiencing the same thing that the sister go th went through, I encourage you to give her a call. I encourage you to visit her. This testimony was brought here today because I know it's, it's you, I, I know it's touching you right now. And I know God is working with you right now. So, Pastor Vargas, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, go in prayer. Let's go to prayer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Jesus loves you. That's all I want to tell you. Don't let your past steal your future because Jesus has the future in his hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I want to go into prayer. If you want to surrender everything to Jesus right now, maybe you got the drug in your hand. Maybe you got the bottle of wine, of vodka in your hand, and you're listening to me and you're saying, 
that lady, is, she went what I went through. Well, you know what? This is a moment. You just put it down, and Jesus is right there. And I want to pray this for you. I want you to repeat after me and say, Still, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me. I believe that Jesus is your son. Yes. I believe that he died for my sins. And if you raise him from the, back to life from death, I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as my Lord Jesus from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Jesus. Amen. 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 Pastor Marta, I really want to thank you again. Amen. I can't thank you enough. Praise God. The, the, the testimony you've given us, like I said, I know it takes a lot of strength to share that yeah, to a lot of people. But I, but I know that it's going to help a lot, a lot of people Amen. that went through the same thing you're going through, sister. And, and I know there was a reason why God brought you here today to record this with us today. Amen. Brother. And and if you're listening today, I, I really, like I said, I encourage you guys to, to really reach out to the sister. If you're going through any type of domestic abuse or going through any type of drugs or or anything like that and you just need some some guidance, some, some relief from all of that, I'll tell you, Jesus is the way. Amen. Jesus is the way. Amen. Sister, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a privilege being here. Amen. 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 Again, everyone that uh, listening, my name is Elvin Pizarro, and you have been listening to Radio Restauración.